Hello, I'm Sarah Gonzalez with the National Grain and Feed Association. For today's episode, I'm here with Jason Erdley, Process Safety Director for ADM. He also serves as the chairman of the NGFA Safety, Health, and Environmental Quality Committee. Thanks, Jason, for taking time to talk about harvest safety with us today. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. So to get started off, let's start with the most basic question. What are the biggest safety concerns for grain and feed facilities during harvest season? Well, obviously, uh, as, as you know, harvest is a, an extremely busy and, and can be quite chaotic time for our facilities. Um, I'd say that there's a number of, uh, of concerns that we're faced with. Um, the, potentially the the, the largest one would be the fact that we often have to bring in a large amount of uh, temporary or seasonal work, uh, work, workers for our uh, facilities. So we, sure. we try and bring them in before harvest during the summer and try and uh, ensure that they're, they're trained, they understand our facilities, they understand what tasks they can and cannot do are assigned to uh, more seasoned colleagues to guide them and assist them. But uh, it, it's very challenging. And then especially with this year, with, uh, with the uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, uh, and the mm-hmm. fact that we have to maintain social distancing, wear masks, uh, that's definitely making it an even greater challenge this year to ensure that, that we have um, adequate amount of, of workers and that they are adequately trained and, and uh, mentored uh, at the facilities. Sure. Um, when it comes, you mentioned coronavirus and within your own employees, I'm sure maintaining the social distancing and all those things you have to maintain is a concern. Are there things that producers coming to the facility should also know about new COVID-19 procedures or would that not affect them as much? Well, it is affecting them. Um, and, and we do have additional, uh, rig- more rigorous requirements now than we have in the past. They, they've already taken effect. We've already had them in effect. However, with, mm-hmm. um, with the harvest coming, obviously we will have many more producers on site. So yes, our requirements are we, we, uh, we require social distancing at least six feet. Uh, we are requiring everyone that's inside any of our facilities, except for open areas such as a truck dump, to also always wear masks regardless of how far the distancing is maintained. Um, sure. We require all visitors to self-report if they have any symptoms of the of the COVID-19 or any exposure that they may have had with, with other people that were, have either tested positive or have symptoms. And this year we're, we're trying to keep drivers in their vehicles and reduce the amount of time they have to be in our offices for something like, you know, to get their scale tickets or sign off on other paperwork. Uh, We're trying to automate that as as best we can. And also to, to configure um, our facilities so that, that we can minimize the amount of time that, that drivers uh, have to be exposed to us and we have to be exposed to them. Um, and unfortunately, this doesn't appear to have a quick resolution in the near future at all. I, I anticipate that we will have right. those protocols in place for, uh, f- you know, for the foreseeable future. Sure. 
So I know that ADM has been professionally recognized for its safety accomplishments so far. So maybe that I'm guessing that this established culture of safety has perhaps helped ADM facilities in adjusting to this new um, layer of pandemic safety precautions. Is there any recommendation or, you know, ways that are, are ways that you would uh, recommend companies creating a culture of safety if they don't already have one, um, you know, from a large corporation being being handed down? Uh, yes. Uh, for one, I would I would let let them know that it, it's it's not an overnight process. It's uh, sure. changing a culture, improving your safety performance. Um, it, it's it's a long term commitment, and it's it's cliche. I suppose, but it, it absolutely starts from the top leadership demonstrating and, and insisting that they're concerned about all the employees, well-being, all the visitors, contractors that are at our sites. Uh, so for mm-hmm. us, it's, it's been a, a, a 20, really about a 20 or 22 year um, process that we've been, we've taken incremental steps over two decades to, to improve to the level where we are. We're not where we want to be, but uh, compared to where we were 20 years ago, it, it, we are quite a bit better. And, and we've had a, a number of initiatives over the years that we've, and, and, and changed the way that we do work. For example, in, in t- the year 2000, the president of ADM decided um, that our injury rates were unacceptable and, and he committed to uh, changing the culture and to improving um, our performance and sending our people home safe every every day. Over the so in, at that point we implemented some simple things like uh, requiring management members to do audits, to perform walkthroughs of the facilities, to have toolbox meetings at the beginning of the shift and lead with safety, improve our investigations and our action, not to not to blame. You know, the, the investigations used to be, well, they didn't do it right, so we'll retrain them or we'll issue uh, discipline. Um, so the, now when we investigate, we're not looking for blame. We're looking for what's the systemic problems. We, we brought right. in behavior-based safety to try and focus on the positives and help empower the employees back in 2009, 10, 11. Uh, we've implemented a, a job safety analysis where if there's no written procedure or work instruction, uh, the employees, the colleagues are, are empowered to use this JSA form. And if they determine that it's too risky, then they have the ability to stop work and, and involve management, uh, to intervene. Um, we have operations management trainee training and mentoring to instill the value and keep, keep health and safety as, as a primary focus. And, uh, we, we, we focus on facilities that are struggling and attempt to help them. You know, we monitor how is each location doing. If, if they're stumbling, we intervene and, and focus our, our resources to try and help them. So, sure. I mean, it, it's, not a, it's not a simple process. It, it's, and it's, it, it really has been incremental. I think what I really took away from what you just said was uh, empowering employees. That seems like something that any facility, no matter what the size or resources they have, they can start doing, working on that right now. Is, is that right? They absolutely can. If, 
if you if you have your employees involved, if if you allow them to, and communication is part of it. If you if they communicate a, a concern, or or they think something has has a risk or there's a hazard involved, then yes, management and ownership of facilities can absolutely empower them and encourage them to to report, come up with with solutions, and then follow through mm-hmm. if they can be done. If they can't be done, then do what can be. And, and and ensure that they understand. I've I've listened to what what you've said, and we're acting on it. The, the employees out there are the ones who know the job the best. They they right. know what the risks are. They know what the challenges are. So we we absolutely need to empower them. That's the that's the key to um, improving the facility and and, and operating in a, in a safe manner. Great. Thank you for explaining that. Um, I'm going to go back a little bit. And you talked about during harvest season in particular, you have to hire new workers and train them in all the safety procedures that we've already talked about. Um, Are there any other ways that harvest creates, you know, new, new ways that you have to think about safety and then sort of pigging backing onto that? Are there other times of year other than harvest where there is a particular focus on safety or should we be this aware all year round? (laughs) Well, yeah, obviously we have to be here all year round, but there are other things during harvest that there are other uh, activities we engage in that that we don't normally engage in the rest of the year. So it's, though it's done annually, I would still consider that infrequently uh, conducted. So ground piles, for example, Uh, every year we put down over a hundred million bushels of, of uh, corn, beans and wheat on the ground. And uh, mm-hmm. building those piles, there's heavy equipment. It's hard work climbing. If anybody out there has ever climbed up or, or down a pile, they know how hard it is just to walk up a pile, pulling tarps, um, potential fall issues. Um, those are, those are, there's some pretty potential, potentially risky activities that are engaged in during ground piles. And, and it's done once a year, you know, you'll, we'll go in there and you'll spend, We'll spend two or three weeks and build a pile and, and then and then you're done. You, you take it down later. But so it's only done once a year. Grain and grain dryers and, and grain dryer fires. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, we might be running those 24 hours in some of the locations. Uh, the, the colleagues right. aren't used to working tw- around the clock. So there's fatigue. Uh, they have to clean. Yes. Um, if there's a fire or a smolder, how do you respond? And unfortunately, you know, last year we, we had a we had a fire in one of our dryers, and um, it, you know, every year there's there's that risk uh, of of a fire, and and oftentimes if it's at night, do they understand how how to respond to a potentially uh, out of control situation? So, um, as for other times of the year, uh, in our river facilities, we often have a pretty high increase in activity of barge loading after the first of the year. Um, so in, in that case, mm-hmm. we have issues with it's, it's cold out. So it's, you know, there's, there's cold stress to the, to the colleagues, the ice and snow on the barges create slip hazards. And then we're concerned about, about people potentially falling into the water, which happens to be cold at that time That's of the fair. year. And uh, that, that's a, a time of year that they, we re- it's always, there's always um, a certain amount of risk when you're working over the water, but, but especially in, in the cold 
time of the year, uh, we have to be extra cautious. Sure. And then spring and summer. You definitely take oh, seasonal approach. Yeah. So there's a seasonal approach almost to safety training. Yeah, absolutely, there is. Spring and summer okay. is when we're generally preparing our bins and silos for harvest. So we're, we're, we're going into the bin to clean them out. We're running the sweeps. Right. Um, it's hot. It's so it, it, the opposite of the cold, you know, in, in the summer. Right now, it's 94 degrees in, in Illinois. If you, if, if you were mm-hmm. have to go into a bin right now and, and shovel, it's, it's very hard on a person. Uh, uh, not other risks involved with, with bin entry, um, you know, with engulfment, atmospheric right. hazards and, and, um, mechanical hazards. So it's every p- portion of the year. seems like it does kind of have its own, um, particular hazards that we need to be aware of during that, you know, period of time. Sure. Um, so I know a big goal for NGFA this year is also getting our safety training materials, out to farmers as well and getting them directly to farmers because a lot of our membership knows about our member companies know about our safety materials and training documents, but we want to get them as far as wide as possible. Is there a way that you would recommend NGFA members who are listening right now, um, ways that they can get resources to their farmer customers? Yeah, I, I wish that there was a, that we had a, a very good method of, of doing this. We don't have a, a good centralized effort in this area, but what we do have is we have um, in, in our regional areas across the country, we'll have, we have locations that will conduct farm safety da- uh, days uh, during the year. They'll, uh, you know, they'll call in the fire department. They'll, they'll bring in the farmers. They'll do training on, on, on bin entry, on, on lockout, tag out, um, on the use of, mm-hmm. of heavy equipment, powered industrial trucks and loaders, things like that. Uh, we've also had uh, awareness campaigns where we uh, try and educate the producers by um, um, po- posters in, in the office. And of course, I said earlier, we're trying to keep the drivers and producers from coming inside this year, but we would have posters. We'd have information uh, there. The, the commercial group, um, when, they're, when they're interacting with the producers be- before harvest often uh, time, they're, you know, they're out uh, talking with the producers, trying to get an idea of what we might be expecting at our facilities that year. Um, and we, we've, we've asked them, the, the commercial group has gotten involved with, with promoting that, that we can assist farmers if they have um, issues such as bins hanging up or or um or problems with with uh emptying out bins things like that because that that's often when you'll hear about uh you know a farmer being engulfed when they they go into a bin and they're not equipped the way that we are at a a lot of the commercial um grain facilities and uh we've partnered with uh, john lee with the grain feed grain feed association of illinois and conducted classes for Mm -hmm. first responders and producers in illinois we've done that we did that at the asmark center in bloomington illinois and uh, so right. we don't have a centralized, like I said in the beginning, we don't have a, a centralized uh, method, but, but we, have, um, we have regional focus and, and, and we do distribute it out in, that, in, in those methods. Sure. Okay. And since, all right, so since we started this interview talking specifically about harvest safety, is there one particular aspect specifically during harvest that you worry about the most? And that you'd want people to focus more energy on 
you know, preventing this hazard? Well, it, it, with, it's, it's, this is maybe just the overall number one concern I always have is going into mm-hmm. bins. It, it seems yeah. like between, I just read that, that uh, there was a, a case uh, that's being investigated by OSHA right now where a, a worker had his leg caught in, in a sweep auger and, and, and lost part of his leg. We're still having um, people going into bins when, when the material is hung up or out of condition. Uh, it, it potentially is, is having, there's hazardous atmospheres possibly because it's, it's in degrading quality, it's fermenting, it's off-gassing, and, and also the mechanical equipment, running reclaims, running uh, sweep augers. And in, during harvest, we're not doing that quite as much. However, in harvest, if, we, if we're bringing in uh, grain that's, that's too high of moisture, for example, or maybe not, maybe not as good of quality as we would like, or there's a lot of pods in the beans, it, it could be that, that we can create a problem that we then have to go in and try and address. Um, and, and in the midst of harvest with all the chaos and, and all yeah. the the producers wanting to get their products in and, and turn on and get right back out to get that next truckload. There's a lot of pressure. Right. So it's really harvest. It's, are we bringing in and, and they're tired the long hours? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. you're right. So are we bringing in the, and putting, you know, ensuring that we're putting in the material, the, the beans, the corn that is in the right moisture level, the right condition to be put into those storage structures. Yes, that's great. We've we've gone longer than I intended just because this has been so interesting. But I don't want to end without asking you what um, my final question was going to be, which is similar to what I just asked. But um, I'd be interested to know what the most important thing you would want everyone listening to know about workplace safety in general. Well, about a bit earlier that... The involvement of all of our employees is the key. And uh, I yes. mentioned earlier demonstrating and from our commitment from our senior leadership and trickling it down is, is the most important thing. Um, I think open communicating with the colleagues in the field. They need to know the, ha- mm-hmm. they, they're the ones that know the hazards and often the solutions. So we need to encourage those follow-ups. And also, are we, are we, when we address those issues, are we using the hierarchy of controls? The, are we trying to engineer um, solutions or are we just saying put on another per, uh, piece of personal protective equipment? Um, okay. Also, I'd say, I mean, in general, the NGFA you mentioned earlier has, has some very good information and training materials on their website and, and they conduct uh, the stand up for grain safety week. We've done that for the last couple of years. Harvest safety week obviously yes. is going on. Those are all great opportunities to, um, to communicate with your location colleagues raise awareness, have activities. And, and finally, um, I personally have really benefited from my participation in the NGFA check committee um, on that committee. And, and in our entire uh, association, there are very, there are many smart and committed people that are members of the NGFA and as well as take uh, participating in the check committee. And, and mm-hmm. I'd say that they and, and I, uh, we're always willing to share best practices because safety is an area where um, we're all on the same team. We're not, com- we're not competing. We might be competing to try right. and get grain or get better pricing or what have you. But in safety, 
we all are on the same team. So, um, yes, I, network, use, use your association, use the resources that there, that there are and leadership at that top level commitment and walk the walk. Well, Jason, I can't end it any better than that. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thanks for taking oh. the time today. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. And I hope everybody has a great harvest safety week. Thank you.